0: Here's
1: what's coming up on today's show. You know, it's something that you never hope to have to pay out right, you know, but I've seen it make a meaningful difference and I've processed claims for clients and, you know, help them figure out like, how do we use these funds to put you in the best situation going forward?
2: It's time for financial advisor, Ben Schrock to give you the keys to retiring with confidence. This is Unlocking Your Financial Future. Hello, I'm Ben Schrock,
0: and welcome back to another episode of Unlocking Your Financial Future. And uh, dragged across the office, kicking and screaming Colleen LeMasters. (laughs) Uh, Colleen's joining me back, got her back from the last uh, episode, got some good feedback. So, Colleen, welcome back.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so uh, today we're discussing, um, you know, kind of do like a two-part series Uh, Talking about life changes. Uh, Here in part one, we're going to talk, you know, kind of all things non retirement focused, what to do when those life changes um, happen. And then part two, talk really uh, be more focused on uh, the retirement aspect of a life change. So when it comes to life changes, Colleen, you know, there's a lot of times where we feel like we're. You know, wearing the therapist hat, right? And mm-hmm. and someone comes in the office, and you know, money kind of, uh, you know, that's not when I say the root of all evil, right? But it's it's uh, you know, money's comes into focus a lot of times mm-hmm. when when we have um, you know concerned clients and and life changes. So, in your experience, what can you walk me through one of those life changes where? You know, you kind of served more as that that listening role and and therapist role, um, where you might have helped someone, and, and we can kind of unpack some of the stuff that you were you were doing in those uh, scenarios.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, I would say the prime example is the loss of a spouse, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and if you're in your working years, that can be very dramatic. And if you have kids, you know, sure. everything like that that can that can really cause cause you a lot of concern and you're like, where do I start? Right. You know, how do I come back to this? I know I need to like continue doing certain things on a daily basis, but you know, sometimes it's just having someone almost be like that quarterback for you and help guide you through that process. Right.
0: Absolutely. And, and I think when there's a lot of changes that happen when, when you lose a spouse, whether you're in your working years or in retirement, mm-hmm. Um, and let's talk about some of those things. So the first thing we got to think of, you know, naturally just going into retirement mode here when you, you're retired and, and you're used to fi- married filing joint. And now all of a sudden you lose a spouse and it's married filing single or not married <laughs> filing single filing <laughs> single. right? Yeah. So huge change, right. From a tax planning situation. Correct. And I guess that's something that, that a lot of times we don't anticipate. Yes, there's a loss of income. That's another change, right? So uh, typically if a spouse, two spouses have social security, one will step into the higher one. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe there's a pension in there and they chose a joint life, joint survivorship option. Mm-hmm. But where do we see the impact on taxes uh, specifically in, in a, a loss of a loved one?
1: Yeah, I mean, that definitely changes. I mean, pretty much think like your brackets get cut in half, right? Mm-hmm. You know, so like I think like the top for 2023, you know, top of the 22 for a, a mar- or, you know, married filing joints, like 180-ish, 190, yeah. I think it is somewhere in there. You know, so if, if that's the case, I mean, think about that. That gets cut in half, you know, and maybe you have a certain lifestyle that you want to continue living. So it's it's just, a, it's definitely a change on that side.
0: Yeah. And, and also when um, the standard deduction is also getting cut in half Correct. too. So you're used to a nice high standard deduction with your, if you're over 65, Right now, I believe it's it's just north of thirty thousand mm-hmm. uh, dollars, which is it goes down to about fifteen and change uh, as a single filer. So, big changes from that front. Now, if you're not retired and you're maybe you're younger in your career and, and something tragic happens, lose the loved one. Obviously, you're losing income, right? Correct. So, you can talk about the the ways that that's replaced or, or things that you can do to try to prevent some of that stuff.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, definitely. I mean, and this is something that I always say, like no one ever likes to talk about, right? Mm-hmm. You know, there are certain things that you can put in place to make sure that your family's taken care of if something, you know, were to happen to you. The prime example is life insurance, right? Yeah. You know, life insurance is something that that um we can go out, you know, it's something that you never hope to have to pay out, right? You mm-hmm. know, but I've seen it make a meaningful difference and I've processed claims for clients and, you know, help them figure out like how do we use these funds to put you in the best situation going forward.
0: So someone can basically um, come in, let's just say, you know, younger married couple um, and and young kids and and you can help kind of monetize a a life, basically say, okay, you know, if you lose, you know, husband or wife, we lose one of the spouses um, and and kids are this age. This is how much insurance is is needed to, um, you know make sure things are normal.
1: Correct. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and as normal as they can be, right. Right. You know, and that's the hard part is, you know, and everyone has a certain dollar figure in their head. Some Mm -hmm. people say like, I want to continue like my current standard of living, or some people say like they're the more expensive ones. So, you know, they have more expensive hobbies. So like some of those costs would go down. So, uh, I mean, a good rule of thumb is usually 10 times your your income, Mm -hmm. you know, and that kind of covers like everything from, from kids to, you know, a bunch of life changes that can happen, you know, you know, from that, hang off your mortgage, all that stuff. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's like a safe rule of thumb, right? Do you need to go absolutely to 10 times? Absolutely not. But it just kind of depends on what your cash flow looks like and other stuff like that.
0: Yeah. And I think, you know, don't take calling literal in that sense, right? If you're making say, you know, $63,000 a year, don't go out and buy (laughs) 630,000. You know, work with someone like Colleen and ourselves here at our firm to determine that because there's different price breaks and points that you'll get, um, you know, cheaper amounts of insurance for larger amounts of, of coverage, Absolutely. right? It's cheaper to buy. $100,000 term policy than $99,000. So it kind of seems backwards, yeah. but that's just the way that they it's priced in that industry.
1: Yeah, and then we also look at and say, like, what have you saved in your 401k and what do sure. we project that you your 40, or 403b or whatever your retirement account is and kind of take that off the top, right? Like, I, I always say I started in the insurance industry, so I have a love-hate relationship mm-hmm. with it, but I do see the value for it.
0: Yeah, and it's something that yeah, obviously there's not a dollar sign or dollar amount in the world that can replace the loss of a loved one, but... Um, having that financial freedom, uh, it does make it a little bit easier, life a little bit easier, um, to to have those things paid for and covered and Correct. accounted for in the event of someone you know does mm-hmm. pass away. Yep. Okay. So not not too much more doom and gloom here. What what other life events? Let's let's kind of talk a little bit about maybe a divorce, yeah. right? You know, you've, you've seen that personally in, in your life, um, yeah. with, with your parents. And, uh, can you speak a little bit about that and, and the preparation, i not say preparation for divorce, but kind of, you're kind of in reactionary mode, right? Correct. So, so what's the kind of walk me through advice you'd give someone if, if they, were divorced or newly divorced and they're kinda of coming into you a little bit panicked, what do I do? You know, Correct. I don't really know what life's like in this situation.
1: Yeah. And I mean I think like looking back on it now, I would tell people like take six to twelve months before you do mm-hmm. any major purchases, right? You make any major changes unless like you're really being forced to like sell a house or something like that. Unfortunately you might be yeah. because of the divorce decree, you know, to to do certain things. So um, but I think like that helps you not make emotional decisions. Right. And instead sure. you're thinking more clearly of what's going to be best for me in my future. Mm-hmm. Right. On that side.
0: Yeah. So then you, you kind of make that that rational decision. You mm-hmm. know, it, again, it, it, a lot of our job is to to try to, you know, help people make rational decisions in irrational times. So the yeah. worst thing you can do is come in freshly divorced and say, I want to, you know, go buy a house. I just went out of this, but I want something new to start over. Correct. Sometimes the best thing to do is to press that pause button, right?
1: Yep. And really see what your values are and what, what do you want to do, right? You've, this is something new for you, something you're going through, mm-hmm. you know, and on top of that, you could still be fighting over certain assets and it's just a very emotional time for a lot of people.
0: Yeah. And again, you're splitting a lot of stuff, right? So yep. we've seen a lot of times where, um, I know in Ohio, it's, it's a, it's a different yeah. world from a, a social security planning standpoint yeah. when you have maybe one spouse that works for, for in the public sector and mm-hmm. they don't pay into social security and you're splitting a retirement benefit, um, that is in the public sector. So, you know, talking through that and, and you go from planning as a you know couple, right. For the future to planning as a single individual, that's a big change.
1: Correct. Yeah. And I've seen some people, especially on like the public pension side, mm-hmm. since we kind of brought that up, you know, I feel like they kind of shortchange themselves, right? Like they don't truly understand the value of that pension, as opposed to like, what is going to do their social security. So I always tell people like, again, because to get certain payouts, you know, off of that, it makes sense to really evaluate that before you press go or yeah. sign on that dotted line.
0: Yeah. So in other words, if you're in that situation, it's, you know, can feel lonely, but mm-hmm. you know, rest assured we've dealt with those types of circumstances before and um, you know, we're here to, to help and, and wear that therapist hat. Right. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> and um, you know, so any other life changes that you, that you can think of where you've dealt with some stuff, I mean, just a a general maybe a, a change of job. You're just having some you know f- f- uh, financial frustrations. Maybe yeah. you know not really where I think I should be from the amounts I've saved within my 401ks mm-hmm. and what do I need to do to get there? Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, there's a number of different things, and I think that kind of goes with the changing of jobs mm-hmm. uh, that you brought up. I mean, the the big thing for people when they when they change jobs is to really think about like as crazy as it sounds, we kinda of go back to the insurance talk, right? Sure. We almost come back to you start at you build the base. Your base is your protection, right? Yeah. For your family, for your loved ones, for whoever you have at home, for yourself, right? And then we kind of build up and say, what do we need to do to make sure that you're on track for retirement? So yeah. it's kind of evaluating almost like your foundation and then working your way up.
0: And I think so many times that that people feel that they're behind or uh, they're not where they should be, and I think that's probably a, an industry issue. Where um, I forget the company that did it uh, years ago, like you know, know your number. Correct. Or, you know, I, I need to have this like much. A million dollar. dollars, yeah.
1: yeah, or something like that. Yeah, you
0: know, and I think that's that's an issue in our industry that you know people believe they need to have. Yeah. A million two million or you know they need to get to this point and then they're doing the simple math well i'm 30 years old and i got you know want to work for another 30 years i need to have you know 500 thousand, or i need to have this much money Correct. at this point in time or else i'm failing yeah and is that accurate statement
1: inaccurate i, I don't i think it's inaccurate because I mean, like, I think about it, like, when, when we log in on, like, my husband's 401k account or and take a look at it, yeah. you know, they have, like, these weird calculators over on the right that say, like, are you on track or not? Yeah. So, like, when Love you those. log in, <laughs> you could be like, what the heck? So, like, I started just because I'm a nerd and wanted yeah. to know more about it. I just kind of started clicking around, and their inputs are, like, really, really off. So, yeah. like, that's something that I'm just going to use that disclaimer for a lot of people. If you're using those calculators within your 401k, 403b, they're not always the most accurate right and then they're also not taking into account like what's your social security what's your pension numbers right. you know what's your uh, what's your if you're married like what's your spouse going to be right. bringing in you know so it's like all these things like it can make you feel anxiety when you log in and sometimes I wish they would just kind of get rid of them, but I, yeah, I mean that's no, my personal opinion well, on that.
0: I, I mean, I, I remember years ago it was they were they would estimate how much income you could take off of this investment, Correct. right? And I, they were shooting an income that was substantially higher than you know, we felt comfortable. Correct. Uh, you know, I can distribute this percentage or this yeah. dollar amount you can expect off your portfolio, and that's you know it kind of made me feel uneasy seeing that. And the other side they don't think of is. You know, what if that money's in Roth, right? What if that's a Roth 401 k Roth 403B, um, and that's tax free income? Well, that's the tax equivalent is much yeah, higher. more favorable, yeah. right? Yeah. So, you know, the 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 story's not always told with those calculators, so they might be fun to play with, but they could be dangerous or, you know, kind of a little bit defeating if you're not aware of what's really going on behind the scenes, it's not telling the whole story, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. And that's something that, you know, we're here for is yep. to you know, be a sounding board to tell people and, and to, I can't tell you how many times I get that question. I know you do and Dan mm-hmm. and everyone in our office gets that from, from everyone we see is, you know, do I have enough? How much do I need to have? And, You know, everyone's lifestyle is going to dictate something different, right? If you want to live your lifestyle at a certain dollar amount and and travel all over the world, you might need to save a little bit more. If you are pretty comfortable just hanging out at home, not really traveling much, doing much, then you may not need as much. Everyone's going to live to their own level. So it's all customizable. So don't beat yourself up on that, really, I guess, the bottom line on that side. Um, Any other life event, Colleen, or any other life change that you can think of?
1: I mean, I think we kind of hit, you know, some of the the major ones that that we see, you know, coming in. But really, it's like any, if it's any life change, big or small, I just feel like people shouldn't feel be afraid to to contact their financial professional and have just a conversation. And sometimes it's five minutes, you know, right. it's just like running something something by us and saying like, "Am I being like, you know, am I thinking outside the lines?" Yeah. or you know on that side
0: no and i think you're spot on and i think what we do so nicely and with us in our office is you know our process right you know we call it the unlock process and step one in our process is really understanding what that client wants mm-hmm. you know and, and diving in deeper what are they looking for what do they need um and that's where a lot of this stuff tends to come out. And that's where I said that therapy session yep. uh, if you will, will will happen a lot in our office and you know, we put a couch in there for a reason. So yeah. if they need to lay down and, <laughs> and tell their story, that's can. fine. Yep. <laughs> we don't charge by the hours, so you're good. Um but no, it, it is, it, it's something, there's something nice to know that you can use us as a sounding board um, when it comes to, to financial decisions, because ultimately things you know revolve around that. People want to feel comfortable when they make those decisions, especially when they have a serious life change, like we just mentioned. So that about does it for part one on the life changes. Uh, second part, we're going to talk again, again about life changes and really focus in on the retirement aspect of it. Uh, the wave of emotions that happen with retirement, whether you choose to do it on your own terms or kind of forced into it. So Colleen, stick around. We're going to do part two here. And if anyone needs to get a hold of us, you can reach out to us here in the office at 330-473-1060. Or you can go to our website at www.bashrock-fg.com and you can schedule a complimentary consultation with one of our advisors right there on our website. Thanks, calls.
2: Investment advisory services offered through B.A. Schrock Wealth Management, Inc., a registered investment advisor. B.A. Schrock Wealth Management is an independent financial services firm that helps people create retirement strategies using a variety of insurance and investment products. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to safety, security, or guaranteed lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investment products. Insurance and annuity product guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. B.A. Schrock Wealth Management is not permitted to offer, and no statement made during the show shall constitute tax or legal advice. You should talk to a qualified professional before making any decisions about your personal situation. We are not affiliated with the U.S. government or any government agency. This podcast is a paid placement. This show is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual's situation.